Welcome to Luke 21 Radio, a broadcast explaining biblical prophecy in the tradition of St. Augustine. And now, from Greenville, South Carolina, here's your host, Steve Wood. Hello, this is Steve Wood, and welcome to Luke 21 Radio. This is episode 232, and today we're going to attempt answering the question, why is our world losing its mind? And remember, this episode 232 is really a part of a trio of 231, 232, and the next episode 233 to get a picture of what is happening in our world and how did we get here. Last time we talked about that critical passage in Deuteronomy 32. Well, right along with Deuteronomy 32 is a critically important passage in Psalm 82. And in Psalm 82, we find that God is condemning these rebellious sons of God who are members of his divine counsel. In Psalm 82, and this might be a little confusing to you, it says, God has taken his place in the divine counsel. Now, the word for God here is Elohim, and he's going to talk about the members of the divine council, he says, in the midst of the gods, he holds judgment. And that word for gods is Elohim. It's the same word. But what distinguishes the person we call God properly is the Most High. In other words, the name Elohim is for any spiritual being. In fact, there's about five different spiritual beings that can be described by the word Elohim. But God has taken his place in the divine council amongst these sons of God, and he condemns them. How long will you judge unjustly and show partiality? Uh, and it, he goes on to condemn them. They have neither knowledge or understanding. They walk about in darkness and as a result of their rulership over the nations, all the foundations of the earth are shaken. You are Elohim, sons of the Most High, all of you. Nevertheless, you shall die like men. And then the final petition of Psalm 82, Arise, O God, judge the earth, for to thee belong the nations. In other words, the reason the world, the ancient world, became dark, filled with darkness, was that they were under the rulership of the divine council, rebellious members called sons of God, and this petition is asking God to take over the direct authority of the nations, because otherwise the foundations of the earth are shaken as the world is plunged into darkness. Okay, that's the ancient world, and then comes Christ. And that great prophecy in Isaiah chapter 9 and verse 2, the people that walked in darkness have seen a great light. They that dwell in the land of the shadow of death, upon them has the light shined. And walking means your whole way of life. The people whose way of life was darkness, profound darkness, have seen a great light. That was with the coming of Christ. Now, Jesus came, but we still 
have a struggle because it says in Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 12, a key passage for spiritual warfare, well, we don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities. This is a technical term for geographic rulership, members of the divine council, the rebellious members of the divine council, against powers, against rulers, the actual Greek says world rulers of the darkness of this world against spiritual wickedness, and that word in Greek is porneia. Uh, it's the word that Greek word we get pornography from, for instance. In other words, all kinds of moral sickness in the high places. In other words, the reason there's a contention going on in our world is because the principalities and powers are darkening or would attempt to darken the world. Now, when Christ came, it says, I'm giving you a lot of scripture here, but hang on. In Colossians 2, when Christ came, it says he spoiled the principalities and powers. In other words, they had dominion. God had given them dominion, and they had it until Christ came and made a show of them openly triumphing over them. And so, as a result, what do we have? We have the Great Commission in Matthew 28. See, the Great Commission would have been utterly impossible without Jesus reclaiming not just Israel, but the nations of the world. And so he said, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations. And that therefore is very important. That's why it's therefore is because apart from the authority reclaimed over the world through Christ, his whole mission, his coming, his sacrificial death, resurrection, and ascension, uh, there would be no possibility of evangelizing the world. But Christ has that authority now on earth. And to open this a little bit further, one of the most important passages for understanding the very big picture of all prophecy in the Bible is Revelation chapter 20. And very often people read the book of Revelation like it's a chronological uh, unfolding of future events. And that's not necessarily true because Revelation 20 is talking about something that happened 2,000 years ago. It says, I saw an angel come down from heaven, having the key of the bottomless pit and a great chain in his hand. And he took hold of the dragon, the old serpent, which is the devil, and bound him a thousand years. Now, if you want to take the book of Revelation, every bit of imagery, literally, then do it, including the very next chapter, chapter 21, where we're going to live forever in some cube in the middle of space, okay? Uh, 1,000 years is a way of saying a very long time, okay? And he bound him for a 1,000 years, cast him into the bottomless pit, shut and sealed it, that he should deceive the nations no more 
till the thousand years should be fulfilled. And again, the reason the light now goes to the nations formerly walking in darkness is because Satan was put into the pit. He was bound. It was sealed. The deception is now kept. And I'm not saying not every single deception, but I'm talking about his ability to lead the entire nations of the world astray. But it says, and this is neglected very often by students of biblical prophecy, this is Revelation 20 and verse 23. It says, after that, he must be loosed a little season. In other words, there's going to be a long period of time that the Satan will be bound from deceiving the nations into the darkness that existed since the Tower of Babel and the dispersion and the rebellious sons of God having authority over the nations. And after that long period of time, there will be a short period of time called the little season. And I don't know how long that is, but it's relative compared to, say, for instance, we've gone 2,000 years in the long period of time, well, the little season would be shorter than that. How much shorter? I don't know. doesn't say. Now, another place in Scripture that talks about this is the second epistle written by our first pope, Peter. Second Peter chapter 2 and verse 4, it says now about the angels, not just Satan, but the angels, if God didn't spare them that sinned, but cast them down to hell and delivered them into chains of darkness. Again, uh, a binding of these fallen angels. But in the Greek here, it doesn't say hell, the normal word Gehenna. The word used in the Greek is very specific, Tartarus. And it's a word commonly used in Greek mythology for the ancient Greek titans, their gods, who are punished and put in a hell lower than hell and bound there. And so this is, this is exactly, and by the way, the next verse starts talking about God saved Noah. So this is the context of what we are talking about. They were put in Tartarus. They were bound, okay? So we have Satan, these angels bound, and then Revelation 20 and verse 7 says, and when the thousand years are ended, Satan will be loosed from his prison, that's for a little season, and will come out to deceive the nations that are on the four corners of the earth. In other words, it's going to revert to what it was like before Christ came, shortly before the second coming. And of course, they basically do a whole-scale worldwide attack on believers. Along with Revelation 20, there's Revelation 9, which says, And the fifth angel sounded, and I saw a star fall from heaven to the earth, and to him was given the key to the bottomless pit. This is what we've been talking about. And he opened the bottomless pit, and smoke arose out of the pit as the smoke of a great furnace. It's my opinion, and I'm not going to share all the reasons today, but as we went through Revelation 9, it's my opinion that this has actually happened. It explains the incredible spread of darkness 
in our modern world. And specifically, I want to refer back to Plato, who talked about, as we mentioned in the last episode, that the gods of the whole earth, according to Plato, were distributed nations by allotment. But this is what Plato says about how they controlled the earth. I think it's profound. He says, they were holding our souls by the rudder of persuasion, according to their own pleasure. Thus did they guide all mortal creatures. (laughs) They got a hold of us, so to speak. They got a hold of the world. Now, Plato may have thought this is what Greek philosophy enlightenment came from, but according to the Bible, this is where the darkness of the ancient world came from. And again, I could be wrong, but my opinion, Revelation 9, the key to the pit has been opened, and that explains the very rapid increase of the darkness in our modern world. And if Plato is right, and I think he is, that the rudder of persuasion means the place where this darkness particularly resides, I'm not saying exclusively, but particularly resides, would be in places where the mind is formed, schools, universities, media, news outlets, dominated by spirits of darkness, fueled by incredible wealth. It's time to be very careful where you send your kids to school and college, and it's a good time to pray the St. Michael prayer regularly. I'm Steve Wood, your host, and you've been listening to episode 232 of Luke 21 Radio. Luke 21 is a radio outreach of Family Life Center International. To learn more about biblical prophecy, visit us online at luke21.com.